Good morning and Huda, everybody. This is the Huda Dish Podcast, a podcast bringing you everything about the New Orleans Saints, of course, as a part of Fanside. As always, I'm your co-host, Tyler Raymond. What's going on, guys? Huda to Game Week, and thank you so much for tuning in. I'm your other host, Dayton Brown. As the Saints gear up to defend the Dome this Sunday to kick off their 2018 season, we're here to help you get prepared for both sides of the football and both sides of the sideline. Our guest today is the site expert over at the Peter Plank, a fan-sided site just like us who cover the Tampa Bay Buccaneers all day, every day. And you can find him on Twitter, at rdoyle27. Everybody, please welcome to the show, Ryan Doyle. Ryan, thanks for coming on. How you doing, man? I'm doing great today. Can't wait for Sunday. Uh, thank you guys for having me. Oh, yeah, of course. I appreciate you coming on. Uh, yeah, we, we are ecstatic for Sunday. Uh, and I actually got a hard-hitting question for you real quick, Ryan. Do you hate the Falcons as much as we do, and did you enjoy watching them lose as much as we did last night? I have to tell you, my, my, my roommate's a big Eagles fan, so he was jumping up and down all night. And to see that that final uh, the goal line stand the Eagles made and how bad the Falcons looked, it, it, it brought a little pleasure to my heart, I, I have to admit. Oh, that's awesome. I'd much rather have an Eagles fan as a roommate than a Falcons fan, so that's good. good on you. <laughs> you go. um, what did you think of the game last night, Tyler? Jumping up and down? Oh, I, I, w- I was very happy. Uh, see, like my parents were telling me I was being too loud, so I couldn't. I wasn't watching the game, but I was following it on Twitter. I was just kept on scrolling and scrolling. But yeah, like the Falcons were like I think one for nineteen or one for twenty in the red zone after they said last season they were going to try to fix that. Calvin Ridley wasn't even targeted in the game, so yeah. I'm pretty happy they lost. Everybody else is beating them right now, so I'm pretty happy. Yeah, and uh, who? It, like Julio Jones had a fantastic game, but once he gets inside that twenty yard line, I I don't know. He, he <laughs> no touchdown. To, obviously, he's double covered too. So like you know, you got to give credit to to the defense and to but but at, at the same time for the Falcons' offense to not adjust properly to that to even score um, a touchdown with that many chances in the red zone. Uh, bad for them. Good for rivals fans like us. So uh, that was great to see. Congrats to the Eagles on winning the first game. Um, but obviously this Sunday, the saints are going to be taking on the Tempe Buccaneers. So let's just jump into the preview real quick. Uh, it will be the first game for both teams of the 2018 season. So going to be a little bit rusty. I think for both sides, um, both had, uh, uh, you know, their fair share of up and downs in the preseason. Um, and so let's just jump into it. I actually want to talk about a very interesting player here, Ryan, on your guys' team. You guys actually have a plethora of talented guys, but I, I think in the forefront there is uh, wide receiver Mike Evans, um, and and more so because I think right now he's in his prime. I, I, either he's been in his prime for the last season and a half, or he's about to be entering his prime, which is really impressive because he's already had uh, a stellar career so far down there in Tampa Bay. So um, how do you see him performing this Sunday against the Saints? Obviously, he's going to be matched up against Marshawn Lattimore. We know what happened last year in the Dome with, with those two. Um, but but how, how do you see him performing this Sunday and for the season as a whole? Yeah, I think he has a pretty solid game on Sunday. I think he's going to be motivated. As I think it's really, you know, that head-to-head matchup is going to be fantastic. They're both, they have supposed to have something to play for, uh, to say the least. But in I was looking at just the numbers real quick before, before I got on here. And Evans, when Fitz was starting, Fitzpatrick was starting last year, he had double-digit targets on multiple occasions. So I have a feeling they're going to try to get him involved early. And as you know, in, in terms of season as a whole, he's still. I still think he's one of the best receivers in the game. Uh, he's consistently put up some pretty impressive numbers. And even though there's like plenty of other options uh, the Buccaneers have available at wide receiver and tight end, I, I think Evans is gonna uh, is gonna stand out this season and kind of turn back the clock a little bit to 2016, uh, where he had a really big breakout year. Yeah, big target and big receivers always worry me going up against the Saints. Even though Lattimore does have that size, uh, mm-hmm. if he if he gets a mismatch against uh, Ken Crawley, that could end up being bad news for us, especially in the red zone, because Evans can just high point that ball, bring it down, 
And uh, there's not much you can do for a short cornerback. Uh, the, you know, height really limits you there. So Mike Evans is, is a really big target. And I know, Tyler, you have him on your fantasy squad. Um, <laughs> yeah, I do. So it's kind of bittersweet for you. You obviously don't want him to do too good, but if it helps out your team. But uh, do, do you expect a big game out of him? Obviously, they also have O.J. Howard, who we'll get to in a minute, uh, Cameron Brait, uh, Deshaun Jackson as well, a um, couple other guys. But do, do you see Evans having a big game as well? it's funny like for me like i'm hoping he doesn't obviously of course because if he torches his hands um it gives him a better chance of winning but for my fantasy team um initially i unfortunately had to auto draft because i was at work and i got uh handed uh evans and initially i was sort of hoping he had a good game but at the same time i'm sort of hoping he doesn't so i'm I'm actually sitting him uh this Mm -hmm. week and i'm hoping that Lattimore uh it's just a man coverage all game and he just uh you know uh locks down but Ryan it's funny we mentioned this so I'm curious to ask you real quick uh I think uh they're projecting right now Mike Evans on my ESPN um fantasy app I think 13.2 points for this week do you see him uh meeting those expectations or no I think he can um I, I just feel like early on they're really going to try to get the ball moving through the air I have big big question marks about the running game Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it, it did look decent in the, in the preseason, but then again, it's the preseason. I don't know how much I want to want to put into that. And I, I really feel like they're going to try to get the, get the big guns involved early because they're going to have to put up, figure out a way to put up as many points as the Saints can. I mean, it's gonna. I have a feeling it's going to be a, a a shootout type game as it's, it you know typically is in the dome. And if they can't get Evans going, I don't know. You know, Deshaun J- Jackson's kind of like a one trick pony at this point. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. I, I I think if he gets going early, there there's going to be some success there. Yeah, and and it's it's fortunate for you guys to have a backup like uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, mm-hmm. uh, because of course first three weeks of the season, so that that includes game one against us. Bucks are going to be without franchise quarterback Jameis Winston for that suspension he's going to be serving. So with Fitzpatrick, it's fitting that obviously uh, because of last year he was also the backup to Winston, got to play a little bit against the Saints. Um, so how comfortable are you with Fitzpatrick? He's a veteran. He's been around the league for a while. Harvard graduate, played for the Bills, played for the Jets, on the Bucks now. He had a lot of passing yards last year when he filled in uh, for Winston. So, I mean, for, for, for the first three weeks, veteran guy uh, under center for you guys. Uh, how comfortable are you with, with Fitz back there? So in terms of backups, I feel like he's one of the better ones in the league, as, as you just alluded to. But the teams the Buccaneers have to face in the first three weeks, mm-hmm. I, it's near impossible. And you have New Orleans to open up the season. Then you're uh, you're home against Philadelphia, and then you're home Dang. against Pittsburgh. I don't know Brutal. how. Wow. I really don't know how. Like there has to be some sort of miracle to happen for the team to be above, you know, above 500. Even when a game right. is, it's gonna. If they can win a game out of these three, I feel like there's like some hope in the season. You know what I mean? Like there's like true hope. Mm. But uh, I mean, if, it's, if of all the backups in the league, uh, Fitzpatrick's obviously one of the better ones, and I think he can. He can at least, with all the talent around him, he can figure something out. I mean. You know, think back to 2016 with the Jets. He had a pretty good supporting cast, uh, veterans Eric Decker and Brandon Marshall out there. So he kind of has that, even you know, even to a higher uh, higher standard here in Tampa Bay. But I, I, I'm I'm comfortable. But in terms of talking about backups, I'm comfortable, and he's still a backup. You know, he's yeah. James Winston's still clearly the guy here, uh, despite what the the reports have been saying about them not wanting to give him his job back and locking that down, according mm-hmm. to some. But it's. It's just going to be a tough road. I mean, those three teams. You know, how, how can you be confident heading into those heading into those games? No, that's that's absolutely brutal start to the season. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 I do think uh, Doug Cotter does excellent with uh, coaching quarterbacks, and he's able to implement mm-hmm. them 
really well in that offense. Uh, I think that's kind of led to uh, Winston's, uh, you know, it, it's been kind of a, a minor improvement he's shown since uh, Cotter took over, but <laughs> I, I, I still think Winston has shown uh, a little bit of improvement over the past couple of years in terms of uh, the way he's been able to execute on the field. Uh, so I, I, I got to credit that to uh, to Cotter coming in. And if you also listen to the way he talks to his quarterbacks too, I, I, I think that definitely helps out. Uh, you've seen some qu- clips of him talking to Winston, I'm sure. Yeah. He talks just like that to Fitzpatrick and stuff, and he holds his quarterbacks accountable. So mm-hmm. if Fitzpatrick is messing up, Cotter's going to be the first guy to tell him. And uh, uh, that usually leads to obviously players uh, stepping up a little bit. So yeah, I'm, 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 I'm actually a little bit nervous to see Fitzpatrick under center because he, he's a guy who can throw for 300 yards and three touchdowns uh, almost against any defense as long as his supporting cast is uh, on par because he, he has a very strong arm, been in the league for a while, and he, he's, 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 a, he's a very smart guy. Uh, so yeah, he's very comfortable in this offense too. Like he's, but what is our second year in here, second or third year here. And yeah. he's just, he, he, he knows it well in the, in the preseason. He, he had one rough game, but other than that, he was on fire. He was, he was hitting all the targets, spreading the ball around. Like, like the Bucks fans want to see. Woo. Or what, what, what did he say when, um, um, what, what, what I can't, I can't even remember that quote. I should have looked it up before I hopped on the show, but when uh when he was like, oh, are we doing this live during the interview? I think it was back when he was with the Jets, though. That was funny. I love yes. Patrick. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's oh, a great I remember personality. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's a great personality. <laughs> he, he's he's an awesome guy, and yeah, fantastic beard too. Um, but for for the other fifty two guys on the team, um, obviously cuts came this past uh, Saturday. Former Saint Devonte Harris. Uh, ended up making your guys' final roster. We cut him earlier this offseason. You guys needed some cornerback depth. Seemed like he uh, actually played fairly well for you guys, or at mm-hmm. least above average, during training camp and the preseason, the limited amount of time he's with them. Um, but in your eyes, were there any surprise cuts coming from Tampa's preseason? Either were, you were surprised some guys were kept, surprised some guys went. I know we had a plethora of surprises, and they keep on coming. But for you, what were they? I think the big ones were at the safety position. Um Josh Robinson, the special teams ace for Tampa Bay, they cut him. And they also cut Keith Tandy, who's been around for years in Tampa Bay. Uh, and the safety position hasn't been a good one of late. Uh, I mean, Justin Evans has sh- showed some promise last year, but Chris Conti gets sh- shredded by Buccaneers fans every single week. Mm. Um, lapses in coverage, missed tackles, whatever it may be. But to see the team uh, seem to shift from the old guard to the new guard, um, led by Justin Evans, and then there's rookie Jordan Whitehead also in the mix. So I'd say those two guys moving on, Tandy and Robinson, and uh, were the two biggest surprises and a guy they kept who is a little surprising um you know there was there, they kept 10 linemen which is a big offensive lineman which is kind of a big deal um you know at the time i didn't see that happening and then they ended up cutting adam geddes for carl nassib the hard knock star uh, everyone's uh, favorite financial advisor yeah but keeping 10 linemen mm. to open up the year i guess now it's nine even then that was still a little bit surprising to keep that many and those two safeties were probably my biggest uh, takeaways from the cuts yeah, I'm glad you guys picked up Carl Nassib. He was he was fairly entertaining during Hard Knocks. I I, I like that. Um, he he kind of made me stay off Instagram for as long as I was per day <laughs> with uh, with his uh, economic uh, little formula he had there. So that was interesting. But for your guys' defense, I just got to gush over real quick. Just and and I I totally forgot since it happened early in the off season. I'm sure a lot of other people kind of spaced this out. You guys bolstered that already impressive defensive line. Uh, Bo Allen, you drafted Vita Vey, uh, and then you also have Vinny Curry. Uh, Gerald McCoy, one of the best defensive linemen in the league, and Jason Pierre-Paul, who you guys traded for. Absolutely stacked up front. Um, of course, that, that could um, um, affect later on down the line, I think, with uh, the amount of money you guys are throwing. But in today's NFL, uh, honestly, it, it could end up just evening out for you guys. And 
Uh, so I'm, I'm very impressed with the way this team has been able to conduct that uh, front four because that could absolutely wreck teams both sides, both clogging up running lanes, getting to the quarterback. Uh, and I, I, I do like your guys' secondary too. Vernon Hargraves, uh, former first-round pick. Brent Grimes, former standout from Atlanta. Chris Conti, who actually a veteran guy from Chicago who played very well. But yeah, he does get torn up by Buccaneers fans, but yeah. he's, he's, he's had some shaky performances, so that'll happen. But Justin Evans, I do like him up and coming safety. So, uh, and of course, throwing Quan Alexander, Levante Davis there for the line. So you're, you're starting 11 on the defensive side of the ball is absolutely impressive top to bottom on paper. Um, worries me a little bit uh, as for, for a Saints fan, of course, going up against these guys. Mm-hmm. Um, how, how confident are you in this defense? Uh, I, I mean, obviously you haven't seen them play regular season game yet, but just mm-hmm. looking at them on paper. How, like, no, I, I expect a big turnaround. I really do. Uh, I mean, the passing defense was the big the big hit last year. I mean, they were last in the league. They gave up the most yards. But they added uh, Carlton Davis and MJ Stewart in the secondary. Carlton Davis is actually going to start opposite Brent Grimes probably, mm. and they'll have Vernon Cargreaves in the nickel. Um, that's, that's what I expect to see on Sunday. I like so it. expect a lot of Carlson Davis, big long corner from Auburn. Uh, but I, I do like I, I, this is I think they're kind of following that Philadelphia Eagles format. I mean, obviously they added Vinnie Curry and Bo Allen. It's a lazy comparison, but they're going to be trying to um, sub- substitute a lot of fresh legs and constantly in that front seven. Uh, you have JPP and mm-hmm. Vinnie Curry. Uh, you still have Noah Spence in the mix on third down plays. Who had it had a pretty shaky preseason, but I still think you know on passing downs he's going to be there, especially against a team like the Saints who who are throwing the ball over all over the place. Mm-hmm. But uh, I really feel like they're just trying to get that Philadelphia front seven, just a deep unit. Again, I'm not trying to compare them, saying they're as close to as good as they are, but just have enough bodies. You know, guys like William William Golston coming off the bench. Um, when uh, Vea comes back, he'll be because uh, he's probably not going to play. So he'll be he'll be a factor um, throughout the season. But I, I do expect a big big turnaround from this defense. Super super impressive. I'm just absolutely taken away mm-hmm. by the way you guys have been able to orchestrate uh, getting those guys on the defense. And another draft pick, uh, first rounder from last year, actually, a guy on offense I want to talk about, O.J. Howard, former Alabama mm-hmm. tight end, now with you guys. Um, nothing to – and obviously if, if you're a 5-11 um, a team like the Bucks were last year, uh, it's going to be hard to find you know a whole lot of standout players. O.J. Howard didn't really, uh, from what I remember, stick out a whole lot last year. But very talented guy. Uh, he 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 fell to you guys in the first round. He was he was projected to be top ten guy. I think he fell to you guys at what seventeen, sixteen? Yeah, I believe. So. Yeah, um, right around. Right around there. And so that you know he he almost went uh, not even in the top twenty. So that's crazy that you guys were able to steal him away. Uh, but again, didn't hear a whole lot of lot out of him from last year. Is uh, is he primed for breakout year? Do you expect to see a lot out of him even this coming Sunday against the Saints? And uh, for the year uh, as a whole, do you do you see uh, a lot happening from him? So it's tough to say in terms of numbers, like like a, you know if we're going to talk about like like fantasy guys for example, I don't know if uh, OJ Howard's going to put up you know 800 yards or something like that this right. year and double his total because Cameron Brate's still involved in all guys like that. But in terms of like game to game, I think he's going to make major strides. Uh, last year he, he he pretty much proved everything we saw a little bit. He gave hints of it, uh, ability to block, uh, b- great big play uh, tight end, just can go down the field and and out. You know he can. Uh, you know, out jump the safeties and just he's quicker than the linebackers. But in terms of breakout, I'm not so sure. I don't want to say that, but he did start with the ones. It looks like he's going to be the number one uh, in preseason. He started with Fitzpatrick. Whenever Fitzpatrick was on the field, OJ Howard was there. And then when Winston came in in the preseason, Brait was on the field. So it seems like OJ might get off to a really hot start uh, as Brait kind of takes a secondary role. But when when Winston comes back, Brait might be right back in there because with that chemistry they built. 
Yeah, Brait was uh, had a buddy of mine had him on fantasy last year. He had a couple games where he just absolutely mm-hmm. balled out, and he helped uh, you guys win a couple games too. So, uh, yeah, that's that's a very good tight end combination. Fortunately for the Saints, I mean, we do have Benjamin Watson, veteran guy. He's, he's not too bad, right, Tyler? I mean, but much rather yeah, would have good. a bona fide, maybe even yeah. a younger tight end who can play majority snaps for us because we're going to have to be going back and forth between Benjamin Watson and Josh Hill, it seems like. Uh, and you also have Who Man there. Uh, taking some snaps. So, uh, yeah, no, I, I really like that combo of Howard and, and Brait going on for you guys. And it's going to be it's gonna be kind of tough for our linebackers too, I think, because obviously, Tyler, we've talked about this before, the, the biggest concern we have with this team is that linebacking core, uh, more specifically with A.J. Klein. Uh, but if Demarius Davis is matched up a lot with these tight ends, I'm a little bit more confident, but I have a feeling it's going to be A.J. Klein because that's what we saw a lot last year. So that could create a lot of problems for the Saints. Um, let's do a quick roundtable here, actually, get to know some of these players a little bit more. Uh, I'll just start with you, Tyler, though. Um, okay. Let's talk about two guys on offense, two guys on defense. Uh, for, uh, for you, it'll be for the Saints. Um, and then we'll pass it over to Ryan for the Buccaneers. Uh, but, yeah, two guys on offense, two guys on defense that fans need to watch for this Sunday. Go ahead, Tyler. Yeah, let's uh, let's do it. So, on offense, I'm looking at uh, the two new receivers, Cameron Meredith and Traquan Smith. Cameron Meredith. It's been a guy who, you know, fans are expecting a lot out of him. You know, we sent that uh, big enough deal, you know, that fans are expecting a good amount from him. You know, uh, in uh, the limited snaps that he's played in the preseason, he's done all right. So I uh, look forward to seeing him Monday and or Sunday and see uh, how he does there. And Terry Smith, the guy that uh, who isn't getting paid a lot compared to Cameron Meredith, but has been getting a ton of snaps and has been impressing a ton. So I'm looking forward to seeing him. And on defense, I'm going with Demario Davis and Alex Okafor. Uh, Demario Davis, you know, the guy who's sort of taken the main position, you know, the head linebacker for the Saints defense right now. You know, the the guy who's getting paid the most, the guy who is going to be hopefully changing this uh, the weakest uh, spot of the Saints defense right now around for them. And Alex Okafor, a guy who has been injured, you know, who, who's had a few injuries on. Uh, in the past, uh, is looking to finally get back to where he is, and I'm assuming is going to be starting opposite Cameron Jordan Sunday. So, those will be my four guys. So, I like that. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see uh, Okafor too. I always forget uh, that he's one of our better pass rushers, and he's going to be starting for us. So, excited to see that. How about some uh, some bucks there, Ryan? Uh, so, I guess we'll we'll start in the offensive side of the ball, and we'll go. I'm going to go with Peyton Barber and Chris Godwin. I'll start with Barber. Uh, he's going to be the RB one heading into this week. Uh, poor Ronald Jones has looked pretty bad in the preseason. I will say the offensive line hasn't done him any favors, so I don't want to. You know, nobody quote me saying he's a bust. I don't want to hear that yet. Um, but he, you know, it's it looks like Peyton Barber is going to be the to start the year uh, he's just he's just a better t- runner inside the tackles um and, and, and improved interior offensive line you know, they added ryan jensen uh ali marpet swinging back to guard which should help um but peyton barber i think could be a factor on the ground and i think that's going to be key for the bucks you got to try to keep that saints offense off the field um hopefully they can take advantage of like you said the linebacking court that second level if that if the lineman can get up there and start blocking those guys and in terms of chris godwin he's every bucks fans like premier breakout candidate he's been uh, he's everyone's training camp crush. I, you know, any superlative you can give for the offseason, it's Chris Codwin has been the guy. And on the New Orleans depth chart, it's the Desha- starting wide receivers are Mike Evans and Deshaun Jackson or Chris Godwin. Mm. So I have a feeling he's going to be involved a lot. Uh, Penn State, for Penn State product, I really like this guy. He came on at the end of the season. I really feel like he could have a good day against the uh, Saints. 
I like that. And uh, Peyton Barber, former Auburn Tiger. Ronald Jones, mm-hmm. former USC Trojan. Uh, pretty prolific college careers. Uh, but yeah, Ronald Jones, I'm expecting to see a lot out of him. How about you guys on, or I, I guess for, for, for the season, uh, Barber and, and, and um, Jones, I'm, I'm really interested to see how, how they're going to be able to uh, split those guys uh, for, for the carries and stuff. But it sounds like Barber's going to be getting the nod for the most part. Um, and then two guys on defense you're really looking forward to? Or so I mentioned I Carl should watch. Sorry. Yeah, I'm guessing Carl. I mentioned Carlton Davis before uh, the second round pick from Auburn, the cornerback. I really think he could have a big impact. Um, he's a ball hawk. He's a playmaker. Uh, I, I hope that you know. I think Drew Brees is gonna gonna go after the rookie early on, and I'm hoping he can make a play to prove himself. Or it could be a long day, um, especially with they you know rookies and their confidence. If that sways, then it could be a really really long day. Um, so him in the secondary, and I'm gonna go up front. I'm gonna go with Jason Pierre-Paul. Uh, I really think he's like another candidate for, not that he had a bad year with New York or was having bad years, but just a better, you know, a, br- a little bounce back performance. Um, he's out of the spotlight in New York now. It's a new fresh start for him, and I really think he's 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 the anchor with Gerald McCoy. Those two are now the anchors along the defensive front. Uh, Noah Spence hasn't become that elite pass rusher that many thought he could become yet. So Jason Pierre-Paul is going to have to step into that role and and still be a factor in the run game as well, which which he's a. Uh, been doing really well in the preseason. JPP is a massive human being, and he can absolutely wreck any offensive line. So I'm, yeah. I'm a little bit nervous to play him. So, yeah, that, that's definitely got to look out for. For me, uh, offensive side of the ball, I'm going to go with kind of an obvious answer. Michael Thomas, obviously number one receiver for the Saints. I think uh, he, he always likes to get fast starts to the season. So I, I think it's going to start snap number one. Um, whether it's, it's either going to be a run to uh, the outside with Kamara or it's going to be a slant route to Michael Thomas to get things going. Uh, to me, that's that's what I'm thinking. So um, I think they'll try to get him going early. Uh, the other guy, Max Unger, uh, starting mm-hmm. center for us, one of the best centers in the league, one of the better offensive linemen in the entire league too. Uh, he, week in and week out, he puts in so much work that goes unnoticed for the Saints, both protecting Drew Brees and for the running game. So uh, look for look for Max Unger to be making plays out there. Not necessarily even a whole bunch of pancake blocks, just doing his assignment. Never have I seen Unger, except for, tw- I, I remember two snaps. Other than that, I've never seen Max Unger have a bad snap in a game, whether it be shotgun or, or under center. So uh, he's, he's got all that down. It's very, very important, underrated aspect for the Saints. So uh, shout out to Unger. And then on the defense side of the ball, I also have Demario Davis for the exact reasons you just said, Tyler. Hey, and- there you go. The guy returning to the Saints, uh, Patrick Robinson. I'm really interested to see what he's going to be doing in the uh, in the slot. Um, I, I'm I'm going to guess Chris Godwin's going to be in the slot a little bit, and I really like mm-hmm. that matchup between Robinson and Godwin. Godwin, really talented guy, um, and and Robinson's going to have to try to keep up with him um, and whoever else you guys throw in that slot. Maybe we could even see Robinson go up against Deshaun Jackson to match that speed. Mm-hmm. Could be a possibility, but uh, I really want to see what Robinson can do. New new player. He's not the same Robinson we had on the Saints when he got cut from the team a few years ago. He's a Super Bowl champ, had uh, four, four or five interceptions with the Eagles last year, including one in the NFC Championship game uh, against the Vikings. So uh, really excited to see what Robinson can do with a new leaf on the team. And uh, speaking of new names, uh, I also want to give a shout-out to Kurt Coleman, Cam Meredith, Marcus Davenport. Really excited to see those guys uh, don the Saints uniform for the first time and see how they perform. Coleman, hard-hitting safety, we're getting from Carolina. Cam Meredith, Tyler, we've already talked about him. Wide receiver, we're getting from Chicago. Uh, Going to be interested to see where he's going to be implemented. Marcus Davenport, rookie out of UTSA, former roadrunner. Highly talented, only got to see a, a glimpse of him in the preseason, but athletic, can stop on a dime, Six foot seven as well. He's giant, so I, I'm really excited to see what he can do. in the. And again, he's going to have some limited snaps, of course. He's not starting for us. 
and I, 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 I could see him being a third down rusher mainly in this game, not a whole lot uh, outside of that. But as the season goes on, we'll be integrated. But our first action to see the 14th overall pick this Sunday, very excited to see him. Uh, what about for Tampa Bay, Ryan? New names you're excited to see donning that uniform. Obviously, we talked about like JPP, Bo Allen, new guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, who are you most excited to see? I got to say that this this secondary, this rookie secondary, I keep bringing up Carlton Davis, but I'll focus yeah. on MJ Stewart and Jordan Whitehead a little bit. These three guys had a fantastic preseason. I mean, really, made, all, all of them made plays. MJ Stewart forcing a fumble, Carlton Davis a few pass defense, and Jordan Whitehead um, breaking up plays at the goal line. It's It was just these three guys could change a secondary that's been shredded for years. Um, you guys have seen it for with Drew Brees. I mean, it's every year the Bucks. If he's has more touchdown passes against the Bucks than any other team in his career. I get he plays them a lot, but still, it's just a consistent, consistent, consistent. They get shredded, uh, especially last year. Kind of teams didn't even have to run the ball. They could be one dimensional, and that was fine. Um, you know, I'm, I'm going to complain probably a little bit about Mike Smith's. Uh, I call it a hands off defense where he just sits the cornerbacks 10 yards back when it's third and five. Mm. But, you know, I, I you know, I'll, we'll hold that up. We'll, we'll, I'll, I'll, you know, enter the season with a little optimism. Hopefully that changes. But this, that Jordan Whitehead is a, he'll be like the third safety. He can come in and play a little bit linebacker as well um, on those, on the, uh, you know, the past passing sets. And MJ Stewart is going to be in the mix at cornerback a little, maybe not as much with Hargreaves back, but again, Carlton Davis and all those guys. So those three corners are ones I'm really, really looking forward to this season and, and against the Saints. I, I just had to look it up to confirm, and I can't believe I had no idea. But I didn't know Mike Smith, former head coach of the Falcons, was your guys' defensive coordinator, and he's been in that yeah. position since 2016. So I yeah, definitely should have known. That. I definitely yeah, should have known. Yeah, it hasn't been a fun experience for most, but most Bucks fans would admit. Uh, there's a lot of criticism there, um, but listen, I, you know, I, sometimes we'll see. He has better personnel this year, so this is a really make or break it year for, and we'll probably talk about it a little bit later for about everyone on the Bucks. This right. is a big, big year for the franchise. Absolutely, I yeah, know. I can't believe I didn't even know that. That's 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 actually kind of cool. A little more uh, interdivision uh, uh, swapping there. Uh, Tyler, uh, uh, new faces you're excited to see. I know there's I know there's a bunch, but if you want to name me two or three that you're most yeah, excited uh, to see, I just have one main one. Marcus Davenport. Yeah. You know, uh, like we said, uh, a lot of hype surrounding him. You know, the 14th pick. You know, I'm sure he's not going to be starting right now, but that doesn't mean he can't start in the future. Um. You know, I'm just looking to see how many snaps he gets, and you know if he if he's anything like he was in preseason with his limited snaps, he still found ways to uh, uh, be impactful for the defense. You know, still find ways to uh, get pressures in there, uh, get half sacks. You know, I'm looking forward to seeing him playing, you know, especially now against like starting caliber offensive linemen. So that'd be my go-to guy. Yeah, I'm I'm pumped to see how many snaps he gets and what he does with that uh, amount of uh, uh, time that he has on the field. So, but I mean, we give up a future first for him. He is the the future of this franchise, so you can't expect too too much out of him first game. But uh, uh, should definitely be exciting to see him uh, don the uniform for the first time. And finally, let's get to score predictions. It's not preseason anymore, so yes, we're gonna need a actual score from you. Uh, preseason didn't matter, so I I, know, I didn't really care about the actual score, but. Ryan, I'll go to you, man. Who do you think is going to win this game? If it, obviously, if you had to predict, uh, who do you think is going to win? What do you think the final score will be? All right, so we 
No money on the line. I'm feeling optimistic. There you go. I'm going to go crazy and just pick the Bucks 31-27. There's only one point of the season I could be this optimistic. I like it. They're, they're all – and everyone's undefeated. Everyone's there. So I'm going to pick the Bucks this week. But listen, if I was putting money in the line, uh, you know, we'll, we'll keep it on the down low. But I'd probably take the Saints in this one with their double-digit uh, – <laughs> the Bucks with double-digit underdogs. But no, I'll take the Bucks. Oh, respect. No, no, no. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no. There's, there, you, you, you literally have nothing to lose. So, yeah, I would absolutely <laughs> go, for, go for the Bucks. Also, uh, everybody is undefeated now except for the atlanta falcons yes, the yes. and the, of course our division <laughs> oh and even crazier they're That's starting the safety uh tore their acl too that was just announced oh, keanu neal keanu neal was a tear poor, wow non-contact too and everything wow poor guy he's a very talented guy but yeah that's yeah. uh I'm just glad we won't have to see him now. Right, yeah, huge, huge loss for the falcons but uh all right i, I like that score prediction high scoring game what about you tyler what are you thinking uh, sorry, Ryan. Um, I have a Saints winning. I, I, I mean, I don't define what's a blowout. I have the winning thirty-four to twenty. Okay. Um, I yeah, I, I I have the Saints winning. I don't think we'll score. I don't think we'll crack thirty. Um, I I I think this season we'll definitely have high offensive outputs. But I think the absence of Mark Ingram gonna affect us a little bit, especially in the red zone, because he he has a nose for the uh goal line, as as does Kamara. But I, I think Ingram even more so. He's shown a little bit more um, uh, than, than Kamara in his career so far. So I'm going to say the Saints are going to win 27 uh, to 21 against the Buccaneers. I, I, I do think Fitzpatrick, I, I think he'll have three touchdown passes. Um, and I, I think that he'll get close to 250-yard mark. I think that he'll have a pretty good game, even against our fairly impressive secondary. Uh, but I think we'll be able to shut down the running game, kind of make uh, Tampa Bay uh, one-trick pony in, in a sense. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I'm actually kind of, if that is correct, I'm looking forward to, um, our secondary being tested week one so that we can make steady improvements throughout the season. So I think Fitzpatrick is a good, uh, first quarterback for us to face this season. So yeah, 27, 21, I got the saints winning a little bit closer than I think a lot of people are predicting, but I, 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 I do like this Tampa Bay defense, uh, top to bottom starters. Uh, mm-hmm. and I also do think uh, Fitzpatrick is going to be able to uh, air the ball out quite a bit. So um i'm i'm excited for sunday though guys it's, it's gonna be a lot of fun either way football's finally back so yeah it's gonna be great you know and um uh hold on one sec uh okay so yeah it's gonna be great and you know it's funny we mentioned the teams we mentioned the rosters and, and now now it's the time to really mention the season as a whole you know so Ryan, we've been talking about uh, the Buccaneers. We've been talking about the Saints. We've been talking about all the players in between. Let's look at the season, you know, generally speaking, outlooking that, you know. So you mentioned, Ryan, already, you know, the first few games are really brutal. But um, how do you see the season shaking out for the Buccaneers so far? I. I I don't know if it's gonna. I mean, I don't I don't expect to return to the playoffs. Uh, I do think there's gonna be improvements on last year. I just don't know if it's gonna show in the win loss record. I think the whole season, regardless of win and loss, banks on Jameis Winston's development and if he's truly mm-hmm. the guy here. If Jameis Winston comes back week four and starts winning football games or putting the team in position to win, I think there's hope. Uh, Dirk Hedder's in the chopping block. Jason Light might be general manager Jason Light, as we talked about before. Mike Smith's in the chopping block. Jameis Winston's in the chopping block with all the off-field transgressions and then not taking that giant leap yet, uh, as everyone expected from a number one pick. So the first three games, you can almost chalk up one and two, oh and three. You really can. Like if, that, if that doesn't happen, then mm. the whole NFC South is going to be – the whole world is going to be shocked. Um, there is a little lull where they come back, face Chicago, uh, then Atlanta, Cincy, Cleveland, Carolina. So there's some games you can win and steal there. But other than that, it's just going to be so hard to come back from that – who do you oh, see as your starting off 0-3? Right now? 
it's probably going to be, I mean, Cincy, Cleveland, Washington, and New York, and they come within four to five weeks. You have Carolina split in between those four teams. So I guess if they can win four to five there, which, I mean, I don't want to say, I mean, I don't think they can. I, I still think Cincy's <laughs> yeah. better than people think, really. I mean, they won they won more games that I can, you know, than I thought last season, and the Giants are going to be better. So, I, you know, maybe a six and ten, seven and nine type season. I mean, I'd put them at max eight and eight. I really believe that, especially in this tough division. I mean, the Saints, it's yeah. going to be hard to beat the Saints. Carolina's nothing to mess with. And even Atlanta with their struggles yesterday, their their offense is still going to be good, even with the Sarkeesian hate that's been going on, <laughs> which is certainly so. But it's it's just it's such a tough division, and I mean, people are predicting three teams coming to this division to make the playoffs still. Yeah. So and, and the Bucks are on the outside looking in. So and I don't know how they can get back in there unless Jameis Winston mm. lights the world on fire when he comes back. Hey, well, uh, it, it's funny, you know, uh, Dan. I always like to talk about, it. you know, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are not to not to like underrate them at all, but they're a good team. You know, they always play the Saints really tough. You know, and even like last year at the very end of the season, we lost you guys. You know, in a game mm. that we thought we could have easily won, we didn't. So, you know, you guys are always a good team to face. But, um, Dayton, you know, uh, Brian talked about his Bucks a little bit. Let's talk about the Saints for uh, the fans at home, you know, who are really listening in. Um, you know, I think this year, uh, unlike other years, we actually have a pretty tough schedule. Uh, who do you see right now uh, for us as our tougher games and our easier games heading into uh, 2018? So I am a little bit nervous playing Atlanta so early uh, in Atlanta this season, week four. Um, I'm with you on the Giants, too. I do think the Giants are going to be an improved team. Saquon Barkley is absolutely just he's, – he's an animal. Uh, so he can yeah, get he there. is. Uh, we haven't <laughs> yet see him, seen him play on an NFL field yet uh, for the regular season, but I mean, we know what he can do. We know the, ta- the raw talent he possesses. So, uh, And they improved their offensive line, too, which I think will help a lot. Other than that, um, I mean, I think the Browns are going to be easy week two. I'm not really worried about the Panthers that much this season. Uh, even though they, they improved a little bit, I still think their defense is very, very shaky and shoddy. Um, other than, obviously, Luke Keekley, uh being their man in the middle uh, and a couple of guys up front for them. Um, so, I, I, I guess I guess toughest. Um, yeah, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm most nervous about, about the Giants, really. Um, and then, mm-hmm. of course, we got the Redskins week five. Playing the Eagles is, is, is not going to be fun either. But... Um, I, I'm gonna go since it's since it's so early. Giants week three. I'm I'm probably most nervous about uh, for the Saints, but uh, easiest game uh, week two against the Browns. So we get the easiest game week two, and I, I know the Browns are a lot more talented, but I still think they're dysfunctional. Uh, they're the Browns. And, they're the Browns, right? Yeah, they're, 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 <laughs> yeah. There's only so much you can do with the cursed franchise, right? You can you can only <laughs> fire so many head coaches and GMs and have twenty thousand quarterbacks come in and out. But uh, oh, and also. Uh, when the Bucks did beat the Saints last year, I was in Disneyland, so that kind of put a bummer on me. But uh, that was a good <laughs> oh. game. That, that was a great game by the Bucks, so I was very impressed with them. Uh, to because uh, essentially at that point their season was over. Saints knew that mm-hmm. uh, we still were fighting for at least a little bit of uh, uh, seeding in the playoffs. And Buccaneers came out and played, and they balled out on us. So uh, props to them. But yeah, uh, Giants hardest for me. Browns easiest. That that's what I'd go with. Yeah. For me, I'm taking a look at all of the um the playoff teams, you know, that were in the playoffs last year. You have the Vikings, you've got the Rams, you got of course the Super Bowl winning Eagles, the Falcons made the playoffs, the Panthers, very good team. You have the Steelers who made the playoffs. So many great teams there. The Saints also play the NFC East. They play the Ravens that they haven't beat in a long time. So I think it's gonna be really tough for both of our teams this year. But hey, it's the NFL. When hasn't it been easy, you know? But um 
Moving on, uh, you know, we already talked about a little bit uh, Mike Evans, you know, regards to fantasy. And I think right now, especially the NFL this year, fantasy as a whole is really important. You know, we have so many people these days that are logging onto their phones, their tablets, their computers, checking out, oh, who's going to win me uh, this week's matchup? So for everybody at home, Ryan, besides Mike Evans, uh, who would you say right now, uh, uh, Buccaneers fans or even just uh, fans of the NFL in general, are looking at for Buccaneers players heading into this week? I really think Peyton Barber is going to be one of those uh, th- those late pickups. I mean, he had injuries to Jarek McKinnon. Uh, maybe some guys get banged up. But I think Peyton Barber could be one of those late-round guys that you might have. They, he might still even be on the waiver wire in some of your leagues, uh, in some people's leagues, and, and or who's a late-round draft pick who people will just trade for scraps because they don't know what's going on in Tampa Bay. But I think mm. Peyton Barber is a player people should be paying attention to. And I and. It, Everyone else, it's kind of tough to to know where you want to put because there's so many receiving options. I mean, you have four receivers, even throwing Adam Humphreys with Godwin and Jackson and Evans, but then you also have Howard and Bray. So they're type of guys like really low low ceiling, high floor guys that could get you eight or nine points. But that's probably it because I don't know mm-hmm. who they're going to go to in the red zone yet. We we just haven't seen it. I mean, Bray and Howard each had six touchdowns, I believe, last season. So, you know, it's a 50-50 split. It's like every other week you got to pick and choose the right one. But I'd say Peyton Barber probably a, has the best chance to put up decent numbers. Um, he might not be on the field a lot on third down, but in the goal red zone, he's going to get most of the carries. Okay. Well, that's uh, great to hear. Uh, I think for me personally, I'll get to you, Dane, in a sec. But um, I think, you know, besides the obvious names, you know, uh, Tekken Jr., Drew Brees, Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara, I think right now, uh, Dane, I'll have to hear if you agree on this one. But um, I think right now it's going to be a toss-up between Meredith and uh, Traquan Smith. I think Meredith's probably going to get more snaps this week. But I think Traquan Smith could still be a force to be reckoned with, you know, in the offense. But what were you thinking, Dayton? Oh, uh, Dayton's probably dealing with something, but let's just move on. So, um, yeah, it's probably just going to be those guys to worry about when it comes to the offense. Mm-hmm. But uh, let's get back to you, Ryan, though. Uh, as a whole, you know, uh, we mentioned that the NFC South arguably is the toughest division in football. It seems like year in and year out, we have several teams going to the playoffs. And in, in general, how do you think they're going to fare for this season? We talked about the teams the Buccaneers are going to be playing. We talked about the good, the bad, the easy, the hard. How do you see them as a whole uh, going to the season? Like, what is your record for them? How do you see mm-hmm. them doing? Is this is this a team that really bounces back from last year? Because, you know, sometimes, you know, somebody has to be at the bottom. And mm-hmm. the Saints have been there going 7-9. You guys yeah. are trying to bounce back. But how do you see them doing as a whole right now heading into the season? It's hard to see them doing anything better than third or sec- third or fourth in this division uh, around last place, just due to that tough schedule in the beginning. I mean, battling back from zero and three, it's it's almost impossible. I wonder, you know, they always show statistics in the beginning of the year: two percent of teams make the playoffs when they're zero and three. So I mean, if you're going to put that into perspective or whatever that number is, it's not good. They're, the odds aren't good, and you know, uh, you guys are talking. You're, you're talking about the the new look defense, but we also have to see that too. And on paper, they look great. But is the depth there at linebacker? If Levante David goes down, you know, there's no one really there to replace him. Uh, Kendall Beckwith's already gone uh, for six, uh, five weeks, I believe. So there, there's a lot of concerns, a lot of questions, as, as is every team. But I really feel like the Bucks, you know, in terms of every other team in this division, are on the outside looking in. And like I said before, they need Jameis. They need the offense to really live up to their potential. Yeah, well, that's good to hear. You know, it's funny. Um. If any team could really do it right now, you know, obviously we're rooting for you guys. Uh, 
I think any year that the Falcons and the Panthers are, are on top is a good year for me. You know, mm-hmm. uh, unlike the Falcons and the Panthers, I respect the Bucks. So mm-hmm. obviously, of course, we're wishing for you guys. But and, you know, I think the Saints are just an example right now of the NFC South in general, just how tough this division is. And look at last year, we started 0-2 and we bounced back and mm-hmm. we really fought hard and made the playoffs, you know. So I think if anybody could do it, you know, just like us, it could be you guys. So we'll be rooting for you guys, too. And uh, Dayton, I heard now that you're back. Um, How are you uh, for Saints fans at home? Uh, give them a little perspective, you know. on There's a lot of expectations coming into the season as a whole for us. We're back in the playoffs last year. You know, we're one play away, unfortunately, from the mm-hmm. NFC Championship. How do you see our season uh, for those at home paying out for us? So, first off, the NFC South is, of course, notorious. And I, I guess the NFL now, for the past few years, is, is also just notorious for this. But uh, NFC South more so, you, a lot of the times, past, I think, decade, maybe even longer, you see the last place team, a couple years, next year, uh, year after, they'll finish first, or they'll be right up there, or the third place team will finish first. We see it mm. time and time again. So, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if, if we're absolutely shocked with the Buccaneers finishing first or second in this division if they some somehow pull something crazy out. Because this division is tough, but it's also very unpredictable. So really anything can happen. Obviously, when we talk about you know talent on paper and the suspensions, uh, that's when you kind of get a clearer picture. But it's the NFL. Anything can happen. So I just wanted to say that because uh, I, I don't know. I've just been gushing over this Tampa Bay defense ever since I, I looked at the and, full and roster t- last night. And 2016 was only a, well, a year, you know, two years ago when mm-hmm. the Bucks were, and during 2017, they were supposed to be the new kings of the NFC South. It was yeah. Drew Brees is on the down, you know, yeah, and this, and the Falcons lost their chant, whatever it might have been. But it's, it, it's if you're going to look at it, po- you know, on the pos- on a glass half full, I guess you could say, 2016 was only a few years ago. Everyone loved the Bucks two years ago, and that team from 2016 is – a lot worse than the team on paper this year. So if you're going to look at it from a positive aspect, I, I think you're right. I think there is a chance for that. It's just, you know, banking on that QB, man. It really does. It yeah. really is banking on the QB play. And, and mm-hmm. uh, I mean, you guys are, unfortunately, have that very, very tough stretch at the beginning of the year, too, yes. which could could determine the season mm-hmm. in a nutshell. But you got some leadership there. Quan Alexander, mm-hmm. great, great leader on defense. When Winston comes back. Uh, you know, he, he, he's a voice for that locker room as well. Uh, and, and, uh, Dirk Cutter, of course, uh, a good head coach. So, uh, but as far as the saints go, um, it's, 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 it's going to be really interesting for this team to be able to not only, uh, look, we only got two active running backs right now on the roster. It's going to be interesting to balance everything out around Drew Brees again this year, uh, because it, it, preseason, Cam Meredith, we really only saw him catch two balls the entire. Actually, maybe even, no, he got he got two passes in the last game. Uh, yeah, one, one, one really exciting one, but really we only saw him catch two balls all the preseason. Again, it's preseason, but he's coming off an ACL tear. Uh, what's he going to be able to do? Traquan Smith, I think, is really our true number two. And Charlie, uh, Charlie Pollock, you guys have heard him on the show before. Um, he always talks about how good. Um, Traquan Smith is as our number two guy, and I think that'll come to fruition. But then that leaves Ted Ginn Jr., the odd man out, and he really hasn't been doing much for Drew Brees um, during during this preseason training camp. Um, and, and Michael Thomas is great, of course. And then without first four games, you're without Mark Ingram. And behind him, you have Mike Gillissey and maybe Boston Scott or Jonathan Williams, whoever we decide to bring up from the practice squad. So I think that's going to be the most interesting part for this because, again, Drew Brees, fantastic year yep. last year 72 percent completion percentage but if if we're still not being able to balance it out because last year we had we had fantastic 
Alvin Kamara was coming uh, uh, to, to the forefront of, of the scene in the NFL. Mark Ingram had one of the, his best years uh, of his career, arguably his best ever. Uh, you had an uh, MT and you had Ted Ginn Jr. playing a little bit better than we've seen him over the past few months. Um, and also the tight end part troubles me a lot too because when Jimmy Graham was part of this offense, granted the Saints were, you know, an, an, an okay team, definitely not uh, like the 11-5 and five like we were last year. But when we had Jimmy Graham, Jimmy Graham, and if you look at the article that Nick Underhill, who was on the show last week for us, put out, the, um, the wide receivers or receivers who caught the most passes from Drew Brees for each individual route, it was Marcus Colston being number one and Jimmy Graham being number two for almost every single one of them. Sean Payton loves to implement tight ends into this uh, into this offense. Colby Fleener, we tried to get him going over the past couple of seasons. just wasn't really working, but he was still there in important games like against Washington last year when he helped us win that mm-hmm. game. He still was able to be a security blanket there. Benjamin Watson, talented guy, up there in age though. Josh Hill still is just kind of a, you know, a slightly above average uh, uh, backup tight end. So I'm I'm still not fully, fully confident with the balance of this surrounding cast behind Drew Brees. Other than that, love the offensive line. I love what we have going on with the defense. Um, and, I, and, of course, the linebackers we've already talked about. But I think that's, that's what I'm going to be worried about for the beginning of the season, trying to get the footing in the ground. Other than that, I think that this team is yeah, going to do really well. If I had to predict a uh, record for them. Uh, I think we've said 11 and 5, 12 and 4 before. Um, and, and that's obviously being very um, optimistic for this team. But based off of last year, I think it's very fair to look at this team and go, hey, they, they could easily be 11, 12 win uh, team. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. You know, I think this team, you know, uh, I like the Bucks. you know, um, you know, once you start somewhere, you, you just hopefully keep on going up, you know, and. You know, if uh, last year is a good indication, I think this year should hopefully go pretty well for us. Uh, hopefully really well for us and hopefully it goes well for you guys, too. You know, the Buccaneer side. And we just want to thank you, Ryan, for coming on, though. You know, you've been a great uh, guest. Uh, plug away your social media, you know, where everybody can uh, find you. So we got the pewterplank.com, uh, one of the fan-sided uh, sites. That's where I'm the site expert there. And then on Twitter, I'm at at our Doyle 27, you can get more of my Bucks hot takes and hot takes in general over there and, and check me out there. But I, I appreciate you guys having me on. It was a blast. Uh, again, I Absolutely. can't wait for Sunday. It should Hopefully it's a close game and it's good for, for my sake. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, well, hopefully it was a lot better hopefully, than last night's game. And I, you know, I was just about to say, hopefully it's a little bit more entertaining <laughs> than what we saw last night, even though the final uh, yeah. two minutes of that game were, were fantastic. Mm-hmm. Or I guess the, the fourth quarter was fantastic for that mm-hmm. game. But yeah, really slow start. But again, yeah, Ryan, really appreciate you coming on the show today. Um, go Saints, obviously, but uh, good luck to the Bucks for the rest of the season. Uh, later on down the road, when we play you guys later on in the season, we'd love to have you back on the show. Uh, so uh, uh, just let us know. But uh, yeah, Tyler, if you want to go ahead, plug away, and we'll sign off. Let's do it. So, guys, uh, may, uh, thank you everybody for checking out this episode. Make sure to check out all of Ryan's social media that he just plugged. Um, as far as Twitter goes, that's where you can find us mostly. Make sure to check out our official Who That Dish podcast account at at the WDD podcast. Make sure to check out my great co-host Dayton Brown on Twitter at Dayton underscore Brown underscore. Make sure to check me out at Raymond Tyler M. Make sure to check out our uh, Who That Dish page on Facebook. Just search that. You'll find it. We have great uh, editors and writers posting amazing content there. And you will also start to find our podcast links there too. But as far as our podcast links go, Make sure to check us out on Spreaker.com and iTunes. Make sure to leave us a review if you like what you're listening to. And leave a comment, too. Uh, We appreciate all the support you guys give. So 
Yeah. Don't forget to buy our t-shirts, swag.fansided.com. Search Who Dat Dish Podcast or Who Dat Dish if you want a really cool mug and t-shirts from the site. Uh, be sure to go to www.whodatdish.com for some fantastic Saints articles. If you're not living there, you should be. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We'll talk to you next week for a review game of the Buccaneers-Saints matchup for week one of the 2018 NFL season. Thank you again, and as always, Who Dat?